smartcast.com This is the morning brief from the Economic Times produced in collaboration with avas.com As one of the toughest years draws to a close a holiday to end the year on a more positive note is on the wish list for many of us But just when the hotel packages assuring complete safety looked enticing the fear of a second wave of covid has surfaced cancellations due to curfews and more stringent travel rules will be a big blow to the hotel and tourism industry hospitality consultancy hvs anarok expects the occupancy rates to reach pre covid levels only by 2022 the big assumption that a vaccine is in place by early 2021 and becomes widely available before the end of the year From the Economic Times, I'm Devina Senkupta, and you're listening to the Morning Brief. In today's podcast, I've invited Ajay Bakaya, Managing Director for Sarovar Hotels, and Anumeha Chaturvedi from the Economic Times, who tracks the hospitality and tourism sector. Thank you, Ajay and Anumeha, for coming with us on this podcast. Thank you. Ajay, just when people had started to venture out, the fears of second wave of COVID are back again. How will these curfews, mandatory tests in some airports impact the hotel and tourism industry? Devina, there there will obviously be some impact. Um, this could be a second wave. This could be a third wave. In Delhi, I think we are calling it the ebbing of the third wave. Right. We had anticipated that this is going to happen, not only in India but in pretty much all all major cities worldwide. and we are watching that phenomena unfold there will be ups and there will be downs uh, travel is still possible perhaps uh, with a little bit more more effort we must take all necessary precautions i have taken several flights in the last 3 uh, or 4 months and i i feel extremely safe on those flights i have driven distances of of 200 kilometers to 350 kilometers to get to to uh, places in hotels largely for work but also for a break and i think um, the breaks are as necessary as they ever were or more necessary now because a lot of us are closeted down and and uh, buckled down so so yes there will be a bit of a dampener but i don't think it's going to stop most people from venturing out and and taking those little holidays that's really assuring so i can go ahead and book my holiday plans as if nothing changed anumeha now that ajay says that it's all safe what kind of uh, safety precautions is the hospitality industry taking to ensure that the guests remain safe sure so besides the who guidelines and other government mandated protocols global and indian chains have worked on their own safety and sanitization programs uh, through partnerships with external inspection and certification service providers in order to reassure guests they have even forayed into new offerings such as home deliveries and tie ups with food delivery platforms should customers not wish to eat within uh, hotel premises so they are also adopting more digital measures to keep check ins and check outs contactless so chains uh, local as well as global have taken a series of measures to sort of reassure guests as cases continued surging in india some of these measures did translate into a healthy uptick in leisure bookings before cases surged on again So now it remains to be seen you know uh, how customers will react to the growing numbers and whether they postpone plans whether they sort of continue and go ahead with their existing bookings it remains to be seen right ajay but uh, besides holiday tourism the wedding season you know the big fat indian wedding 
which uh, brings in a lot of revenue for the hotels that has been dampened right so how is the hotel industry coping up with it well the weddings are neither big nor fat uh, anymore so so <laughs> from that point of view we have lost this season i think depending on which part of the country you are in the maximum numbers allowed are perhaps 250 on the high side somewhere between 100 and 200 otherwise so yes the numbers have gone down um there is always an opportunity in disasters what we've seen with the numbers going down a lot of smaller hotels for example uh, mashobra in next to simla and uh, which can only accommodate maybe 100 120 people are now getting weddings that they would otherwise have not gained so somebody's loss is somebody's gain um a lot of these places we are booking weddings we are booking more weddings uh, than we were earlier perhaps because people are not traveling overseas for the weddings uh but yes the numbers are small and and there is a loss to the hotel industry that's really interesting because mashobra was generally a golf paradise and now that has become a wedding destination yes yes that's right there is another opportunity um devina we have we have had several requests and we've done several deliveries where wedding is happening overseas and people are saying i want to send a meal at a particular time to everyone in india different cities the same meal so people can all enjoy it together and and we've done several of those deliveries it's it's between meals and hampers and and things like that so so you know we never did those things before of course there is a loss of course there is a there is a loss due to the big weddings that's really interesting so uh, ajay could you highlight some of the strategies uh, which are being used by the hotels to like the meal packages that you mentioned uh, what are some of the other strategies that hotels are using to ensure that the revenue keeps coming the guests are there but in a different way i think one of the one of our major initiatives is the wedding business itself despite the reduced numbers so we have set up a wedding desk with a team that's handling queries of the website and and of the uh, of the telephones and we are now reaching out to people with with a variety of options and a variety of places across the the country and saying what can we do for you how can we fit into your budget what are what are the things we can help you out with in terms of transfers in terms of gifts in terms of anything you you wish us to do and we put it all together so i think our emphasis on weddings is probably 10 times more magnified than it ever was in the past the other area we're looking at very strategically over the last 3 odd months or so with 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 fair amount of success is the film shoot business so all of the stuff that you're watching on on uh, sony live or on amazon or on uh, netflix etc etc is being shot somewhere they need locations they need economical locations because of large teams but the teams are there from anywhere from from a few weeks to a few months and uh, because we are in a position to offer very very attractive rates we've been able to get a lot of this business so that's that's another thing that's uh, filling up our our rooms and our and our beds in our hotels when other conventional businesses are failing this is really interesting so the big fat indian wedding has become lean and agile indian wedding and also hotels are opening up to film shoots but tell me this is where we have seen five stars for example slashing rates to get more customers and uh, they can afford to throw up their venue for film shoots and weddings of different kind what is the impact on the smaller hotels is there a fear of them shutting down you know rates are something we don't happily discuss these days because rates are only only going uh, have only gone south over the last few months the bigger hotels have a certain higher fixed costs only only that level to which they can drop their rates we are leaner we are smaller and we have we have greater flexibility in that in that area so i think we have an advantage and we will continue to have that advantage so yes rates have dropped across the board um if the five star hotels drop their rates let's say from a 10000 to a 5000 then we are dropping ours from a 5000 to a 2500 
it's a great buy for the consumer, for the guest. It's a, it's a great opportunity at this point of time to make the most of travel and of the situation. Okay, so the business model is changing, but uh, again, what is the impact on the very small hotels? You know, whose rates were already two, two and a half thousand. Would they be able to survive the next few quarters at least? The, you know, the answer to that was um, something that was sought way back in March, April of, of 2020. Um, the, the, the more pragmatic and the smarter people took decisions on, on cutting down their costs from day one and not waiting a month or two or three to see what happens and how things transpire. Right. So we have, we have uh, in our case, at least cut down our, our uh, payroll costs, which are the highest in the, in the, uh, in the industry by anywhere from 50 to uh, 70%. And it, it involves a whole lot of measures and it involves, you know, thinking uh, differently, think, thinking uh, without losing your compassion and your empathy for people. It, it, you do things like saying to somebody, I'll use you for 10 days in a month. And I'll use another set of people for the second 10 days and third set of people for another 10 days. So you, you have, uh, you cut down your cost. People are making a lot less, but people have, have means for survival. Right. That's interesting. Anubeha, when we are talking about these rate cuts, etc., what kind of properties are people like you and I looking for? You know, because all this work from home has made a lot of people go out and look for destinations which are not their homes. So what are the kind of preferences that travelers are showing? Sure. So vacations is a trend that we've seen emerging uh, throughout the pandemic. Sorry to interrupt you, Anubeha. The word is vacation? Vacation. Oh, that's yes. interesting. Yes. Okay. So that means professionals like you and I, you know, setting our sights on a destination, choosing accommodation and preferring to work there for months because many companies have continued with work from home arrangements even after restrictions eased in India. So a lot of professionals are uh, working out of remote locations, hill stations, beach destinations and are choosing to do that over a longer period of time because uh, their company allows them to do so. Customers and guests are looking for more personalized stays, accommodation options that uh, guarantee a certain level of safety and security. They may not want to sort of choose a non-branded accommodation option. So the emphasis on safety and assurance and security is a lot more than before. So customers, for instance, are looking at uh, renting out entire villas on a platform like Airbnb, which sort of minimizes the risk of getting in touch with other guests. So as Ajay mentioned, a lot of opportunities for other forms of business models as well in this sector. Ajay, uh, what have been the discussions uh, with the government on saving tourism and hospitality sector? Because this is not really an essential sector, but it is so crucial. Well, we have knocked on doors and knocked on doors and knocked on doors and we continue doing that. We have uh, not been fortunate enough to have an audience with the, with the finance minister. Or, or the PMO level. So we've managed to get, our, get to our tourism minister and certain other ministers. Uh, so far, we feel um, at our end as a hospitality industry that we have been largely neglected. I am part of the committee of the Hotel Association of India, and I watch the, the goings-on of the um, FHRAI, as well as FAITH, which is the apex body for tourism. The, the general feel is that we've been neglected. Right. We can't point a finger why. The industry has huge employment, so it's a large number of people that are impacted. It has very strong contribution to GDP. We feel let down as far as government is concerned. We wish that the, the industry was really treated as an industry that makes a huge difference to the nation. 
we don't have that feeling at this point of time right that's unfortunate because ajay if you could just detail out what is the impact of hotel and tourism industry on india's gdp so that uh, the listeners understand the importance of this sector we believe that the overall uh, employment in the industry direct and indirect uh, taking into account hospitality and tourism as a whole is is more than 8% of india's india's total employment uh, or total people employed we believe the the impact on india's gdp is is close to 9% or 9% plus so th- these are huge numbers the numbers are are phenomenal we've been we've been shouting these numbers from the rooftops for a very long time um obviously um they haven't got the response that we had expected right uh noted anumeha that's really disappointing to know that a sector which gives us so much of pleasure and happiness and is so important for many of us is actually getting neglected anumeha when ajay mentions uh, employment there has been lot of layoffs i've been reading your stories and there have been thousands who have been asked to leave what is the current situation of manpower in the sector yes so as uh, ajay mentioned the hospitality sector is one of the largest employers and various industry estimates have pegged the overall direct and indirect job losses for the sector to be around 40 million owing to the lockdown and other restrictions many chains had announced furloughs globally and the lockdown period in india also saw chains implementing layoffs and pay cuts with progressive unlocks happening in the country the situation on the employee front has improved but a lot depends again on the pace of the sector's recovery now with the surge in infections there is a sort of a question mark again on how recovery proceeds noted uh, ajay my final question to you uh, is the top 3 things that you wanted the government to do which it hasn't done devina at the at the central level the the uh, union government the the single largest demand was give us loan waivers give our hotel owners loan waivers for 2 years uh, both both principal and interest now we we know um it's not the most prudent thing to go out of the begging bowl but the situation is dire and um, other than covering msmes with very low capital and other than other than covering industries with with very strong uh, sort of um, barriers i would say none of those benefits have really been passed on um so if i have a 10 year loan and and i have another 5 years to pay it i'm still stuck with the 5 years maybe maybe if i'm really a good guy i can probably get another year but i still have to pay my interest all the time so so i don't think anything significant has happened that is our, our single largest point number 2 was can you please recognize us as an industry which means then then at a at a nationwide level we can look we can go to a bank and look for better loans the, the typical term for hotel loans at the moment is 2 years plus plus 8 years which means 2 years is is principal fee you paying the interest and then the 8 years you have to repay hotels are highly 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 capital intensive and most of the trouble happens when people can't repay their loans so if we were in industry and we could get 15 year loans i think the whole the whole uh, scenario would change dramatically so these were the two key things from the center from the state we asked for for electricity charges to be paid on actual consumption i think that was the biggest thing the second thing was if i am shut down why are we charging municipal taxes right noted ajay for everybody's sake you know for both the consumers and the people in the industry working in the industry i hope the situation changes uh, thank you so much ajay and anumeha for being with us on this podcast sure thanks so much thank you Thank you Ajay and Anumeha for explaining how the tourism sector is coming up with new business models keeping consumer safety and the industry's own survival in mind. It is also important to realize that the sector which employs millions needs help from the government. 
failing which we are staring at huge job losses and businesses shutting down. I'm Devina Senkupta and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Anjali Venugopalan and coordinated by Nehal Chaliawala. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief@timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please share on your social media handles. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. avaaz.com